what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Hello, Meredith. How is it going today? It's going well. How are you? Um, I'm doing okay. Always good to talk with you. Yeah, it, it is. I'm I'm excited. We are officially halfway through Matt's season of The Bachelor. Um, I was kind of shocked that Chris Harrison said we were halfway through because there are still way too many women there, and I still don't know the names of most of them. I, I have to agree with you on that, and and uh, it it feels like we've been at this for a while. So if if we're truly at the halfway point, that's that's good news. <laughs> well, I mean, we still have so much yet to come. You know, Heather Martin, as we saw on the next time on The Bachelor, I think Heather's going to make an appearance, which. It seems a little late for someone to try and be coming on to the show. We get to see Tyler Cameron next week, which, you know, I'm thrilled about. Like, we still have a lot to look forward to. Well, and, and, and seeing that I really don't know who these people are, I'm sure you're going to have you're going to explain this to me and, and I'll try to get as excited as you are. But, you know, when we do this podcast, we usually have sort of segments that we try to go through. But I think we just have to put this on the table. This episode should just be crazy shit that Victoria says and does because she's either playing a character on television and deserves an Emmy or she's really got some serious mental issues and she needs help. Yes, those are I think those are our only two options. I agree. Victoria, I choose to believe is just a planted actress or something like that because she she's just too funny. Like she says all the right things that just get a laugh out of me. And I know they're mean things, but lots of them are funny. And it's just so out there. So unlike any other thing I've seen on the show that it, it's just so amusing. I am, you know, as, as a father, I'm, I, I'm worried about her. I mean, I, I think that she's, I think she's got real issues. I'm, I, I wrote down that this could be a fatal attraction situation. I'm, I'm concerned that she might try to get back on the set and do physical harm to people. No, I think that she is very much over Matt. You know, she says that Matt is a jester. She is still a queen. Matt is not her king. She, um, she, she's over it. She is not interested in Matt anymore. She does not ever want to date a guy named Matt again. The name has been ruined for her. I think that she will not be back. I think she will be in paradise, though. I, I, I really think that the, the, the uh, producers of Paradise or any of these shows would say, face potential legal jeopardy if they brought her back on television in any capacity without getting her uh, some, some therapy. But uh, uh, anyway, um, you know, I, I was not unhappy to see her go because I, I really think she needs help. And, you know, and, and you're, you're a fan of Game of Thrones. And, and what did the queen in Game of Thrones do to all of her, uh, the people that she wanted to get revenge on? Didn't she blow them all up? Talking about you know, who's, who's gonna, Yes. You know, who's going to keep uh, Victoria coming back and, and doing some damage to people? Well, you know, you know, I, forget don't think, I don't think Queen Victoria has dragons the way that Daenerys did. So no. it's, it's probably anyway. okay. Okay. <laughs> so 
do you have any highs that you want to talk about? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give kudos to investigator Matt for uh, not putting up with the bullying. You know, she, he walks, he walks Anna out and eventually he disposes of uh, Victoria, you know, and, and, and I, I sort of, I sort of did get some chuckles with, with all the insincere apologizing going on after you know Matt came in and laid down the law, and I think uh, you know one of one of the funniest lines I heard was from Selena C, who said, "I can't even explain the ass kissery that's going on right now." I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, there there was a lot of ass kissery going on last night. My high was also that I thought Matt handled the rumor about Brittany really well. He had a no BS kind of attitude about it, got to the bottom of the rumor and sent Anna home. And I feel like a lot of times with male leads, they just kind of play blind to the whole situation. And they're like, oh, I don't want to know what's going on in the house. And Matt was just like, no, we're going to stop this. Like anyone involved, like I'm just going to send you home. And I thought he he handled it very maturely because he was saying like, to Anna, you know, I'm, I know this is out of character for you. Like we all say things we regret, like, but for this situation, I'm just going to have to ask you to leave anyways, because it's not the type of environment I want to create. And I think he did a good job of making her feel less like a bitch than she was. Well, I, I think that it must be a pretty bad feeling to be, to leave the bachelor really for bad behavior, because that's sort of what Anna got thrown off for. I mean, she's, She's uh, in the limo, and you know, and, and and they're all talking to the camera when they leave, and and uh, you know, she's basically, at least, she's sort of admitting that she she had some said inappropriate things, and and at least uh, acknowledging uh, that that she brought this upon herself. Unlike Victoria, and it appears unlike our our friend uh, MJ. Yes. Yes. You know, I think. This goes into my low, but like Anna's only showing remorse because she got caught. True. If if Katie hadn't told Matt, if Matt hadn't brought this to the attention of the women, this would have continued the whole season. I'm 100 percent sure about it. I suspect you're right. You know, and 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 although we're giving Matt credit, uh, I think we also have to recognize that there really should have been some clues that some of this stuff was going on before. Katie or anyone brought it to his attention. And, you know, he was fairly oblivious. He doesn't seem like the sharpest tool in the shed to me. Agreed. I also don't think that like the average 28 year old male would know how to handle 20 plus women in the same room all trying to date him. I think it's a weird situation. So he that's that's something he's never had to do before. So he doesn't know what's normal and what's not. Yeah, so so for each of our little categories, I I tried to come up with like a Victoria quote, and you know, for highlights, my highlight Victoria quote this week, and and I'm assuming it's our last week since she, I'm assuming she won't be back either, but uh, uh, was when Matt was talking to Victoria, uh, you know, and sort of took her aside and said, uh, "You said that Ryan was a hoe for being a dancer," and Victoria said. Well, that was completely taken out of context. And Matt said, I'm just curious, what context would calling someone a hoe be acceptable to be taken in? 
good answer by Matt, and uh, and Victoria really didn't have a response to that one. So I thought that was a, that was that was a highlight. That that was amusing. I will say that um, my girlfriends and I we call each other hoes all the time, and it's a very endearing term. So Victoria should have used that, but obviously she's not thinking on her feet. And 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 perhaps she would have said that, but I don't think that that's how she meant it. I don't think she meant it in an endearing way. No, but she could have tried to play it off that way. Okay. I do think that that was amusing. My only other high, and it really wasn't a high. I just only had one high and thought I needed something else. I thought Kit's cooking date was was cute, you know, staying in, getting to see Matt's house, um, and them baking cookies together. I like that Matt says he orders his desserts first when he goes out to restaurants. He doesn't definitely doesn't look like the kind of person that orders his desserts first. But unfortunately for Kit, I don't think she's really going to make it that far considering her one-on-one date was like a solid five minutes long. Yeah, and, and, and I sort of thought it was a high that, uh, I, that Matt was dusting and cleaning the house before his date with Kit. You know, and I'm, I was scratching my head saying, what kind of resort is this when, when you have to dust and clean up your own, uh, your own digs before uh, your date shows up? You know, I, I, I'm assuming he's probably got a little help there. Yeah, I would think so, too. He doesn't seem like he would be uh, the dusting type of guy. I don't know many guys that are the dusting kind of guys. You know, we're, we're like, I'm going to get the underwear off the floor kind of guy. Uh, good. Yeah, that's... That's more than uh, I've experienced with some guys. So that that's I'm good with that. Okay. We ready for the lows? Yeah, no, the only other thing is, you know, I, I do enjoy like the, the group dates like the farm where they where where the girls are getting all dolled up and, and trying to look cool and then they're forced to shovel manure or something like that with dirty farm animals. That always gives me a good chuckle as well. Yeah, it does. I that date didn't look the most fun to me, but th- I liked the part at the end, the little like blooper reel where they were playing running of the goats and they had to tie buckets of goat feed to their bodies and try and look for a golden horseshoe in a haystack while all the goats were eating out of their pants. It was, <laughs> it was amusing. Always fun. Always fun. All right. What sort of low lights do we have? Okay. Well, we've already talked about Anna. I, you know, I put that she was fake AF. She's only showing remorse because she got caught. And also the Victoria apology tour. I I thought it was amusing, but also fake. You know, Victoria was very happy to throw Anna under the bus. Like as soon as Matt had that conversation with the women and they all started talking, Victoria's like, oh, yeah, he's definitely talking about Anna. Anna did this. It was all Anna. And that wasn't great. But what my big low, like Matt was doing so well sending all the mean girls home. And when he talked to Victoria, he he was also doing pretty well, except for when he dropped the bomb that Katie was the snitch. No one knew that Katie was the snitch. And then Matt just had to go and blurt it out. He He's he's ruined Katie's an- anonymity. And now all the girls are going to hate her. Yeah, probably. I mean, he he said it to Victoria. Victoria wasn't with us for much longer, but... I suspect you're right. It's probably going to get out. And, and from the previews for next week, it certainly appears like it gets out. Yeah, that's not great. What, what are some of your lows? Well, uh, you know, one low, you know, Matt was talking, I think, to Ryan saying that this isn't the toxic, the toxic environment that he's trying to create. 
And it just sort of took me aback because it struck me as this is exactly the type of environment that the producers of this show are trying to create. You know, so Matt can say whatever he wants, but I think the producers are running around rubbing their hands gleefully saying this is this is the the sort of mess and uh, poisonous atmosphere that uh, brings in the ratings. I think that they're very pleased, which that sort of makes me sad. So I, I put that as a low light. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I, you know, Victoria's understanding of the word malicious I had as a low light because she kept, uh, you know, she I was, is Ryan the one that uh, was the Puerto Rican beauty queen? That's Catalina. Okay, Catalina. So, you know, she, you know, during her, her apology to her, she said, sorry, I stole your crown. It was silly, not malicious. Ha, ha, ha. And then I guess when she was talking to Ryan about uh, cheering for the, the OG, which I guess that's the old guard, the, 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 the girls that have been there, I'm always playful. I'm never malicious, you know, and, uh, you know, just uh, uh, she, she was so good at striking the wrong notes. She is very good at that. But I I do want to talk a little bit as a low light about Matt and Rachel's date. Um, Matt, Rachel got to go on the pretty woman date where Matt treats her like a princess. She tries on all the clothes. She gets to keep all the clothes. She gets new shoes and everything. And at the dinner portion of the date, Matt and Rachel tell each other that they're falling in love with each other. And as soon as they said that, my roommate and I are watching with each other and we're like, wait, pause. Did they really just say that? Like they don't know each other. This is week five and her first one-on-one date. Like this doesn't make sense. And then Kit says like a similar thing to Matt during her one-on-one date. And I just, it feels too early to me. And it, it, I didn't like it. Well, I I think it's just part of this, this show where, where people are, trying to say what they think the other people want to hear. So uh, I, I guess it, it can be a low light in that I, I, I question their sincerity or whether – I think Rachel said that she's never been in love before. Is it, was it, wasn't she saying that? Yes, which Matt you know. also said about himself. Yeah, so I'm not sure they really know what love is at this point in time, but – uh, you know they're on The Bachelor, so I think that's what they're supposed to say. But you're right; it's not it's not real; it's not appropriate. I, I think I would have enjoyed the date more, but there have been uh, there's been a lot of information circling about Rachel, which I'm sure you are not aware of. So I'll let you know um, that she she has um, been known to in high school make fun of girls for dating black guys. Her family is pretty like big, well-known Trump-supporting family, very um, far-right-leaning, very Blue Lives Matter. So it's hard for me to appreciate the date for what it is with that, while I know all of that information. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Well, I and and I was unaware of all that, but but to me it just seemed like a pretty boring date. You know, um, yeah, I said that too to my roommate when we were watching. I was like, what kind of guy would enjoy this date? Going and watching some girl try on a bunch of clothes. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think he'd be on his phone, uh, you know, watching uh, ESPN or something. I don't know. Exactly. You know, I I think most girls are smart enough to know that we, we don't take our men clothes shopping with us. I... That that is appreciated by by your men. Yes, uh, please uh, don't do that if you don't need to do that. Yes. Okay. Any other lows to discuss? No, I, I you know the whole girl drama, you know Victoria mental breakdown, you know. But uh, I think I think we've we've covered most of that. Okay. So moving on to the right reason. I know this is usually against what you say, but my right reason of the episode is going to Matt. He did a good job of sniffing out the snakes and sending the mean girls home. And I was quite impressed with that. You know, he got two out of three gone this episode and it looks like the third MJ will hopefully be on her way early next week. Okay. I, I, I can I can see how you would go there and and you know kudos to Matt he you know I, I felt that you know particularly when he dealt with Anna it was really the first time that he'd had to make a a hard decision or a difficult decision and I and and I, he handled it well and I I didn't know uh, if he had that in him so so good for him you know I I wish that uh, Victoria hadn't lasted until the rose ceremony I think he should have walked her out as well. Um, and, uh, we'll see how things, uh, transpire with MJ. She, she is, um, she's pretty mean and ornery. Yes. I, I have more to say about her shortly. Okay. Well, for my right reason, you know, I, I, uh, I'm going with Abigail, um, <laughs> uh, you know, in that, uh, she, uh, Seemed to be having a, a difficult time, and and uh, when she had the opportunity to speak to Matt, she covered some areas that were, uh, I'm sure, very difficult to, to talk about about uh, you know her her hearing issues and the fact that her that her children may well uh, be born with hearing issues, and uh, sort of you know it appeared that she wanted to be upfront with him about that, that if uh, things transpired that way, that that could be an issue. And, uh, you know, they sort of both shared their stories about growing up, growing up without a father. And, and, uh, you know, and, and I, I know people get, get brownie points for being vulnerable and, and sharing that sort of stuff. But uh, uh, she, she's just struck me throughout this uh, process as being more sincere than most of the people on this show. Well, while we're on the topic of Abigail, I thought Abigail was the MVP of this episode. She, I think she is the sweetest and purest soul on this season, and we must protect her at all costs. <laughs> okay, I'm with you on that. She, like, she was very nervous to be vulnerable, like you said, um, talking about how she wants a husband and kids like Matt does, but with a good chance that her kids being deaf and her, her birth dad not sticking around because of that. Like she, she's very emotional about it. And I, she, she's just so sweet. You know, I hope that she doesn't end up with Matt because she's way too good for him, but I would like to see her as our next bachelorette. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, to me, she's too good to be on this show or to be the next Bachelorette. But I, I, I 
want her to be happy and and find the right person. And she, you know, she she's she is uh, she just seemed to be a, a really nice person. I mean, why why she's on this show, I have no idea. If we don't get an Abigail one on one date soon, I'm gonna have to have some strong words with Matt James. Well, I, he could use your advice. I'm I'm, I'm sure he could. So. Um, I hear you. Okay, so let's get into the wrong reasons. Obviously, I'm going to talk about MJ. She's the only mean girl out of the trio that didn't get sent home last night. Um, And we are left off with a faux um, two-on-one date with MJ and Jasenia because Jasenia has told Matt that MJ is part of the divide in the house of the Varsity versus JV, old versus new. And MJ just refuses to believe that she is part of that vibe. You know, she says that she preaches unity and peace. And as she's saying that she preaches unity and peace, she's just like spitting fire at Jasenia's face. Like she, it's very, she seems like a very aggressive person. And I think that she's pretty delusional if she thinks she isn't one of the girls creating a divide. Like I think in the last two weeks, we realized that she was definitely one of the mean girls, one of Victoria's minions. And she just handled the situation so poorly. Yeah. She, she's terrifying. Yeah. I, I hope, I hope that Matt recognizes that. And, uh, um, uh, and I thought, it, I thought Jasenia, uh, made a very good point when she was talking about her uh, MJ's many faces, the, you know, the face in front of Matt, the face in front of the camera, and then the face when the camera is off. Uh, but the camera is never off. So uh, we, we get to see most of the stuff going down. So uh, I, I, I hope that the MJ is, is not going to be with us much longer. She's, she's a pretty, um, we, we we use the word toxic too much, but she's so toxic. She's so aggressive. Uh, I, I I wouldn't want her around. Yeah. So, are do you think that Matt's going to pick Jasenia then over MJ? I'm not sure if he's going to have either of them on that long. But yes, you know, we'll, we'll give Matt the benefit of the doubt and think that uh, that uh, MJ is going to be leaving first. I, I agree. I think that Matt's been doing a good job of being able to tell who are the mean girls. And I think that that will continue with this little one, two on one. Well, for my wrong reason, I, I'm picking Kit. Because uh, after watching her one on one date, uh, you know, she's, she was talking about uh, her her family and her upbringing and her famous mother. And I'm not sure who her famous mother is. I know she's the, uh, apparently somebody in the fashion world. I don't know. And she's talking about the, you know, she's, she's grown up on red carpets and riding in Bentleys. And um, she really hasn't been in touch with her emotions. And, you know, I'm just watching this and, and as I'm hearing it, she's looking more and more like, a young girl and because she's 21 years old, she's really, uh, she might've had some interesting experiences on the red carpet, but I don't think she's had really much life experience. And Matt looks like a grown man. And, uh, uh, you know, 
Kit's trying, Kit is crying about not having found a romantic partner, but she's 21, for goodness sakes. Meredith, you're 25. If you had come home with someone at 21, I would have been very skeptical. So I, yeah, I did to me, come home with someone at 21. And, it, and, you're, and you're not with them now. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just, to, to me, she is not ready to be married. Uh, you know, I almost feel like her mom said, all right, you know, we can go to the French Riviera or you can go on to Bachelor. What do you want to do this summer? You know, or this fall. And <laughs> he said, I'll, I'll go on to Bachelor. And, uh, and, and mom wrote a check. So um, I, I just don't think Kit is, is ready. Uh, so I'm, I'm giving her the wrong reason. You know, I, I don't think she's ready either. And, you know, she was making all these comments about how, like, she needs – she has trouble like opening up and finding a romantic partner and like she needs someone who's going to help her open up and fall in love. And since she is only 21, it's like, you know, you have, you have a lot of life still to experience. I'm only four years older than that, but like the difference between a 25 year old Meredith and 21 year old Meredith is, is quite large. And so I, I don't feel very bad for her when she's all crying about how she can't get an emotional romantic connection going on with anyone. But I think that she seems a lot more mature than some 21, 22, 23 year olds that we've had on the show before. Like they're, they're not talking about her age or their age gap or anything like that. Like she can hold a good conversation with Matt. Like she doesn't stick out from any of the other girls as being immature or too young. So I I disagree with you. I don't think it's wrong reason necessarily. I don't think that she is Matt's future wife, but I I've been impressed with her as a 21-year-old on the show. Well, at least she didn't say, you know, cookies, my butler usually does that, you know, so so that was good. So now, and, and I had I did write down a few Victoria wrong reason quotes okay. uh, just to have. So I, you know, when she said, "I'm the perfect person to be Matt's wife," I don't want to be annoyed, but I am. Ugh, I like that. And then she was talking. She was saying, "I make the house toxic. That's completely crazy." And then that, when she was leaving, she said, "The whole house is going to feel like bleep. I brought so much joy." You know, so she she is not. Living in our reality, so uh, yeah, but she I, might I be living in a better reality. Uh, our reality is not great these days. You know, maybe this is how she copes. We need to get her help. I, I know. I think that being in Victoria's reality would be fun for a few days. All right, that's all I got. <laughs> okay, well, before you give us some fatherly advice to wrap up, we need to give the people what they want. Which is our Super Bowl picks? <laughs> All right. Well, I'll go first. Uh, I'm going with the young gun. No. I'm going. I'm going with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, and uh, I, I just think their offense is too good, and they will outscore your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. Well, I'm going with the Bucks. I could never go against my man Tom. Uh, he's way too hot. And I love him too much. So I guess we'll be cheering for different teams. We can discuss next week who's right. And it'll be me. But uh, I'm disappointed in you, Dad. Well, you know, part of being a dad is to to try to keep you in reality as well. So I've got to be upfront with you. Got to be honest with you. Okay, that's fine. All right. Any fatherly advice to wrap us up? 
Well, I always find a few things. Uh, so number one, in, and I say this with a degree of seriousness, that there is nothing wrong with getting assistance for your mental health and seeing a professional, particularly in the time of a pandemic, you should be taking care of yourself and reaching out for help if you need it. So Victoria, please do that. <laughs> uh, um, I would say... Be careful about being catty and talking about people. I always sort of uh, have an a internal lesson of if I'm going to send out an email, I always want to think about it in terms of if the person that I would least like to read this email re reads it, how much trouble would I get in? So if you're on a TV show with cameras all over the place, I think you need to be thinking about what you say because it's all being recorded and you know whether it comes up on the show or when the show airs you're going to look pretty bad so you got to be really careful about the talking about people and you know use that for your email or your your text or whatever as well you know just let's let's be a little bit nicer out there and uh, finally i would say uh, if you're on a date with uh, eight or nine of your girlfriends or boyfriends don't don't sort of take one of them off the side and start making out with them. It's really bad for morale. So, uh, uh, Matt, you, know, you, you need to be careful there. Yeah, I think our, our listeners will definitely take that into consideration next time they're on a date with eight or nine of their boyfriends or girlfriends. Well, that's, that's what I'm here to help with. <laughs> All right. Well, if you have any questions for us, you can always reach out to our email, mydadwatchesthebachelor at gmail.com or... DM us on Instagram now that we all know what DM means, right, Dad? That's right. That stands for direct messaging. Yep. There you go. See, we're both learning things today. That's why I hang out with you kids. <laughs> we keep you young. That's right. All right. Well, join us next time as we discuss more of Matt's season from the right perspective and my dad's. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.